mental health champions. I hope everyone is staying safe if you are affected by this hurricane here in Tampa. We just have some heavy wind gusts, but not much rain yet. Hopefully going to stay that way, staying optimistic. But today we have an exceptional guest here on a mental health break. We were trying to wrestle down a date and we finally got one here today. She's going to talk about all of this and more. Trauma. Medically unexplained symptoms. Chronic stress. Anxiety. Mind, body, healing. It, there's going to be so much more, but those are her major areas she's going to hone in on. Dr. Cammy is here. She is a PhD licensed therapist with special training in trauma-informed healthcare. She has worked with survivors for over 10 years with the goal of reintegrating their mind and body following a trauma experience. As someone who's been through trauma, I'm really looking through this episode a lot. She's also going to discuss recovering from T trauma, which can be assault, child abuse, discrimination, recovery from a lowercase T trauma here, divorce, infidelity, friendship fractures, medically unexplained symptoms. To explain this better, it's pain, IBS non-epileptic seizures, low self-esteem, negative core beliefs, mind-gut relationship. She is going to provide so much value and using mind-body strategies like EMDR, she has found much success in helping her clients feel lasting calm in the midst of life's most challenging moments. Cami Froud, I'm excited to have you on the show today. I'm ready to kick this show off, but stay tuned for the halfway point where this week's spotlight story is going to feature an article titled 10 Ways to Heal from Trauma. Then we'll get Cammy's take on it as a trauma expert. But let's dive right into it, Cammy. Share your mental health journey for us here on a mental health break. All right. Thank you very, very much for having me. I appreciate you and your listeners. You know, I'm someone who moved into the mental health space in large part because I was very interested in research and through that interest in research really figured out, oh, I actually love hearing people's stories and don't necessarily need their stories as part of a data set. <laughs> um, I can just do that for my full-time job. Um, and so that's how I became a therapist. Um, I about this quite openly on my website and with my clients, but I did have a pretty serious anxiety disorder when I was little um, that stuck with me and actually morphed into OCD. Um, it was quite debilitating. Um, and I was able to move beyond that and find a set of tools and community and support that I really feel like I'm sort of in from OCD and anxiety for quite some time now. Um, I do definitely believe that, you know, relapse is inevitable. Just sort of consider that any new phase I'm in or a new relationship or a new friendship like might be something that puts me at some risk for an OCD relapse. At Tampa Counseling and Wellness, we want to remind you that it's okay to not be okay. Reaching out for support and asking for a little extra help can be overwhelming, but everyone deserves a safe space to heal. We're so honored to be that space for Florida residents. If you want to learn more about our services or you'd like to set up a free consultation with one of our clinicians, you can call or text us at 813-520-2807. We're looking forward to growing with you. Um, and I 
you know, just have sort of learned how to integrate mental health into my life and my identity. Um, so that's a little bit about my mental health journey. I think another important topic that has influenced me more so as a person, I, I guess a person, a clinician, um, is my dad passed away from substance use disorder um, about a year and a half ago. And sorry. yes, it, it's, 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 goodness, it's a very, um, it's, it's remarkable to sort of witness that trajectory for sure. Um, and it was funny. I don't know. Are you familiar with the podcast, Tim, the podcaster, Tim Ferriss? Yes. Yeah. So he had, um, a guest on who is in recovery. He had two guests on, he had one guest on that was in recovery Max Shepard, Dex Shepard, and he had Brene Brown on and they were all three talking and it was kind of funny. De uh, Tim Ferriss said something about his childhood friend passing away from, substance use and how he felt, held some guilt. And Dex Shepard said, like, you can't hold on to that guilt because that person has to really want it and has to make the effort to get better. And if they're not in a place to do that, it's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's it's like the, 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 the disease of addiction. Um, and that really stuck with me because I think, you know, we witnessed that firsthand and, um, I think it's still something I'm trying to understand and like come to terms with how that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I would say that's, that's a, was another really big part of my mental health journey is just trying to understand that and come to terms with it and have empathy. Um, I don't, you know, addiction and trauma go very hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Addiction definitely shows up in my practice. Um, but yeah, was that a bit about what we had in mind in terms of, my own mental health story. Do you have any questions? Absol or Absolutely. I think I want to start by thank you for having the courage to share your story. You touched on a lot of important things there, recognizing triggers, having tools and community support system, your openness to your family members and substance abuse. I think that can resonate with a lot of people listening on. And then of course, with trauma, you've come a long way. It's great to see you have your own practice, inspiring others through your practice each and every day. And I could definitely relate with you where I love hearing people's stories. And in turn, it also helps so many people that are going through something similar. I think you really did a great job there. But I'd love to now ask you here, when did you first realize how powerful your story was and you started sharing it more and more? I would say that um, it's a great question because a lot of the answer to that question will always will typically go back to the therapist training environment. So a relatively modernist training environment, meaning um, the principles of psychodynamic theory, therapists always being separate, therapists being the expert. I had one professor who really against that. But for the most part, I was trained in a very sort of traditional system. Um, and so I kept myself, I, well, I would try very hard to keep myself separate, engaging in doing, doing therapy as a therapist. Um, it was only, um, I would say probably about four or five years ago, where of all people, a business coach said, so look, what's your story? 
And I told her she's a beautiful, beautiful soul. I can share her info with you. She's just a wonderful, she works primarily with, with uh, entrepreneurs and healing fields. Um, and she said, what's your story? And I told her and she's like, why aren't you sharing that? And I said, well, I don't know. Cause I was trained. You can't, and you shouldn't. And she said, well, just try it. Just try a little bit. And so I made like my first video sharing a little bit about myself and I got so much praise and mm-hmm. um, my clients like connected with me on a very different level. Um, and then they started wanting more of that story. And I started giving more of that story. Um, and I realized that it became very reciprocal and bi-directional. I will say that from my more traditional training, I am very careful that sometimes I will share things with clients, Mm -hmm. but I always wanted to be highly salient to their healing and they're never helping me, right? Like my role is always to be the helper Mm -hmm. just because they're paying me. And this is like, you know. That's, that's what they should be getting from me. But I think to your point, like clients want to know who is this person and why is she personally equipped to help me? I think it helps people that can speak from experience. I'm a career student. I often share this. I'd be there forever for free, but actually experiencing something can let you resonate in different ways. Would you agree with that? Definitely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think too, like clients... Um, I mean, Dr. Cammy's hot take, like I think clients deserve and have a right to know who they're talking to. Absolutely. They're giving so much you know? to you getting, maybe stepping oh outside their comfort zone and they may not feel comfortable normally sharing so much and they let you in. I think I agree with you. You letting them in right back can go a long way. I think you're doing an amazing job here today, Cammy. I think it's a perfect time now to head into this week's spotlight story. As I mentioned, it's going to be 10 ways to heal from trauma. We'll go over a few and then bring Cammy back on to get her take on it. If you're looking for this article, scroll down in the episode description. You can follow along with us right away. It's from verywellmind.com. It starts out like this. If you have recently dealt with a traumatic event, you might be worried that you're going to feel lousy indefinitely. While it can certainly take some time to feel happy and healthy again, there are many steps you could take to help you move forward. Know that you will indeed be okay again and that you have the power to make your healing journey an effective one. I want to repeat that. You do have the power to indeed be okay again. We're going to now touch on a few things here, hopefully help you all out listening on. So what is trauma? Trauma is the result of a negative event. It occurs when you feel emotionally or mentally hurt by something that has happened and it may lead to PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Here are some ways we can cope and help ourselves feel better. Accept support. Find the right help. Connect with others. Physical movement. Work with your feelings. Practice self-care. Avoid recreational substances. Take breaks. Practice mindfulness or meditation and engage in creativity. I'm going to touch on a few that personally I can resonate with. And again, we'll bring back our guest of honor in just a few moments. Accept support. This is a huge turning point for me where you can't do everything on your own as much as you want to. You just can't. First and foremost, the article puts, 
getting past trauma is to want to heal and be willing to accept the help and support. It might turn out that much of your healing journey occurs alone, or it might involve a community support or individual therapy. Whichever route is going to take you naturally, you have the best chance of recovering well if you are in the space of accepting support. I think this bridges on another topic, everyone listening on. What works for some does not work for everyone. Do not get discouraged if something doesn't work. There are many ways to heal out there. Next, physical movement. I'm choosing this one because exercise is my mental health cheat code. I do some form of exercise every morning, and the article puts, exercise has been shown to improve symptoms of PTSD. In addition to directly helping you heal, exercise and physical movement also provide your body with a much-needed feel-good chemicals like endorphins. If you don't like working out, no worries. Take a walk. Do something like bike riding or roller skating, yoga, move along to a video, solo dance party. Anything that involves moving your body will help you heal. And the last one I'm going to touch on before we bring back our guest is take breaks. This is something I talk on and Mr. Lancey talks mental health in my section. Taking these mental health breaks throughout the day lets you recharge, reset, and go longer throughout the day in a productive way, not a hurtful way on your body. Article starts, when moving through healing, you might find that you're more tired than usual. Or you might feel like you have physical energy, but your mind doesn't work well. Healing from trauma does take a lot of energy and the best way to deal with reduced energy during this time whether physical or mental, is to be gentle with yourself. Everyone, be kind on yourself. Taking breaks, even from doing fun things, to pause and give yourself a moment will help keep your energy up and ensure you don't exhaust yourself. Cami, I'm coming back to you. What are some of your takeaways? All right. I think the biggest takeaway for me is how relieving and comforting it is for people to have a concrete list. So trauma can be so elusive and the impacts of it can be, can, can seem very, it can seem invisible, right? Like flashbacks, they're, they're invisible. I mean, they feel real to us and they are real to us, but people can't see them. Um, You know, feeling chronic fatigue. um, I think people get like what being tired is, but, but fatigue is very different. And so having something concrete to look at and to refer to, I think is one really important element of this list. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I like about this list sort of in the same vein is structure um, and prioritizing, prioritizing, higher yield coping strategies than others. Um, And so I think one of the pitfalls of a list like this is that someone, myself included, could just say, all right, I'm just going to do this list and then feel very discouraged if one or more of these things don't work. And Concept of the list. I like the idea of figuring out what's higher and less and lesser yield in terms of coping. And that's why therapy or support groups or just talking to a really good friend is 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 critical because all of these things need to be tailored to the person. So sure, like you know, square breathing, deep breathing might be phenomenal for one person and it might just agitate the heck out of another. Um, 
you know, whereas taking a, a run on a treadmill might be great for one person and might actually incite a panic attack for another. So I think all of these ideas are great in theory. Some of them are backed by re- research yeah. that should be a- accounted for, right? The ones that are research-based, you might take a right. second look at. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it has to be what works for that person and having the patience to continue to show up for yourself and try these new things. Yes, show up for yourself. Do not get discouraged if something doesn't work out. I can even just translate that to entrepreneurship. Without mental health, there is no entrepreneurship, A. But when I take a 1,000 no's, when I email 2,000 principles during COVID or all of these things, you can't let it beat you down. It's the easy way to get discouraged, but you owe yourself more than that. I truly believe that. If exercise doesn't work, maybe yoga will. If yoga doesn't work, maybe meditation. If that doesn't work, support groups. There are so many. I am confident that you out there will find what's best for you. Keep working hard and don't give up on yourself. But to not give up on yourself, we're going to ask Cammy for a little bit of help here. What are some things you do to improve your mental health, whether short-term or long-term basis? Um, I don't. Do you think your listenership is familiar with the spoon theory? Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. So um, I love this theory because it was created by um, a patient advocate. So someone really from within the community who struggles with chronic illness. Her name is, oh God, Christine. It's like Mercer Dino, I think. Christine Mercer Dino, we're going to go with that. Um, And she was trying to explain what chronic illness I would include mental health as a chronic illness. Um, what how what chronic illness feels like, and she was having difficulty sort of trying to explain it, and so she used a visual of laying out a handful of spoons on a table and sort of explaining that each spoon symbolized a percentage of our energy for the okay. day. And um, every activity we do takes away a certain amount of energy, i.e. a spoon. And when we run out of spoons for the day, we can make a choice on whether we're going to borrow a spoon from a next day or whether we're just going to stop. Now, just like money, right, the the issue with borrowing spoons from future days is that, uh uh-oh, what are you going to do on those future days? Um. And so each person, you know, who's illness has different spoon allotments. So for some people like getting up and taking a shower and getting dressed uses zero spoons, not a big deal for another person that might use three spoons Mm -hmm. out of 10 for the whole day. Um, For someone who's more introverted, going out to a social gathering might use five spoons Whereas someone who's more extroverted might use zero spoons. So I think one of the biggest things for me was for mental health was like really, really coming to terms with my spoons and being very unapologetic about my spoons. Um, One of my, one one of the biggest things for me, if I don't get seven to nine hours of sleep, Oh, yeah. I'm coming into the day with a major spoon deficit. 
So like, I am very unapologetic. Like I will get up from a party, put my pajamas on and peace out without any issue. Um, something else that's a little bit easier for me is I, I, it's very lucky. I love seeing clients and seeing clients doesn't take a lot of spoons for me. And so I can, I can see a full day of clients and do the laundry and clean my house at the end of the day. So I'm sort of fortunate in that way. Um, Cooking definitely takes some spoons from me. Um, I think, cause I have some issues, some some, like executive functioning issues of getting all the ingredients (laughs) out. Um, So I'm just like, you know what? It's an Uber Eats night and I'm good with it and I'm going to do it. Or I'm going to have a a quick sandwich. I'm not going to worry about cooking. I also have partnered with someone who loves cooking. So I think sometimes when you're looking for a relationship, you can do a spoon evaluation. (laughs) Like that. Um, And just sort of think like, you know, hopefully what takes from my spoons doesn't take from his spoons or their spoons. I really like that a lot. I think. It can, it's, makes things so simple here, the way you explain the spoon theory here. Thank you for doing so to everyone listening on. Don't overspend on yourself. Don't over push yourself. Know which activities are going to take the most out of you. Maybe there's a certain time of day where you're able to perform these activities better. Try to make life easier on yourself. And I think this is a great way to do it. Before I let you go, though, Cammy, I need to ask you for one piece of advice you have to anybody out there who is struggling today, tuning in to a mental health break. Um, one piece of advice that I would love to share actually comes from one of my favorite authors, T.S. Eliot, and he has a line in a book, um, and it's be still and still moving. So I think um, I would love for people listening to this to remember that anything you do, you can be still within yourself and you can also still be moving forward. And that if the stillness is gone from within, just moving forward is going to, it might feel hurt, painful for you. And so to try to keep those both together, if you're still inside, keep moving. If you're not still inside, maybe take a breath, get that stillness, and then you keep moving forward. Um, so that's something, um, that I would, would like to share. And I just hope that people listening know that they're cared about and loved and that we all need to stick together. I love that. What a way to end the show, Cammy. Thank you for that. And for all you do for the world of mental health, I'm excited to let this show out here on a mental health break. Where can everybody tuning in, find more about you, more about what you do? Yes, you can go to my website, which is drcami.com or blissinbeing.com, B-L-I-S-S-I-N-B-E-I-N-G, blissinbeing.com. And you can find out all about me and I have a lot of content and information and videos, so check it out. Good. And just again, how proud I am of how far you've come. You mentioned debilitating anxiety and OCD to now lean the way as Dr. Cami, a true inspiration out there. Everyone, never give up on yourself, how far it can take you. And I am at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media. And be sure to check out YouTube as there will be a video preview of this show on there. 
The show is at a mental health break and hashtag a mental health break on all social media. Be sure to check out Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health and Mental Health Week live on Amazon now. Stay tuned for the book bundle coming this holiday season for all of you in the Mommy and Me group. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week on a mental health break. Cammy, thank you for stopping by. Have a good day.